0: So last episode, we talked about what it's like to be a leader of color in education. And we were excited to announce that we now have a mastermind cohort specific to leaders of color. And you can learn more at com slash BIPOC. Now today, we're going to hear from that cohort's head coach, Jason Dropik, otherwise known as Babami Binays. And he's here to talk about his mastermind experience. He is one of the original members who helped start this idea of how we're changing the game and making a much more relevant, responsive, and results oriented professional development experience for school leaders. He's going to talk about that experience and how he's grown. And I'm excited to share this episode, not only because you get to hear what that mastermind experience is like. But you get to hear from your head coach if you're joining this BIPOC cohort of the Ruckus Maker Mastermind. Hey, it's Danny. I'm a principal development and retention expert, a best-selling author. I host not one, but two of the world's most downloaded podcasts. And this shows for you a ruckus maker, which means you've made three commitments. You've committed to investing in your continuous growth, challenging the status quo, and designing the future of school right now. And we'll be here with the main content of today's conversation after a few messages from our show sponsors. Learn how to successfully drive school change and help your diverse stakeholders establish priorities and improve practice in leading change. A certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Get started at BetterLeadersBetterSchools.com slash Harvard. Last year, teachers using TeachFX increased their student talk by an average of 40%. TeachFX uses AI to help teachers see the power of high-leverage teaching practices in their own classroom-level data. It's like having a personal instructional coach on your phone, your tablet, or laptop. Start your free pilot at TeachFX.com. Slash better leaders. Why do students struggle? I'd argue that they lack access to quality instruction, but think about it that's totally out of their control. What if there was something we could teach kids then? What if there was something within their control that would help them be successful in every class? And it's not a magic pill or a figment of your imagination. When students internalize executive functioning skills, they succeed. Check out the new self-paced online course brought to you by our friends at Organized Binder that shows teachers how to equip their students with executive functioning skills. You can learn more at organizedbinder.com slash go. Well, hey there, Ruckus Maker. We are joined again by my friend, Jason Dropik, and he was on the episode last, uh, well, the last one. And... If you caught it, we had a super exciting announcement, which is, you betcha, we now have a mastermind cohort specific for leaders of color. And if you go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash bipod, you could read all about the experience, fill out the application, and Jason is your new head coach. Now, we introduced the idea, and of course, if you've been a long listener of the podcast, you've probably heard of this mastermind idea before. But maybe you're still wondering, what is that experience truly like? And a lot of times people say, well, the Ruckus Maker Mastermind, you just have to experience it to understand it. And I thought, yeah, that is true, but there's got to be some better ways to explain it. And so we've started doing these episodes where we specifically just talk about a member's experience. So here we are with Jason to do Just Laugh. All right, Jason. So... What would you say life and leadership was like before you joined the Ruckus Maker Mastermind?
1: Uh, what would be an appropriate way to describe it? So it was <laughs> so <to> like <laughs> running around with your pants on fire, literally wondering yeah. if I was ever going to catch up and if anything I was doing was working and right or in a lot of just uh, it felt as if I was just being more reactive, uh, less less proactive. And so for me, it was, you know, a little bit super isolated, really challenging as leadership can be. But it was, I was often wondering, just in constant state of confusion, like, what is, is this what it's supposed to be like? Am I really, you know, meant for this? And so prior to the mastermind, I had just gotten into leadership. Um And I was just really feeling like I I, am I making a difference? Am I doing the best that I can for my community? Am I, am I right to be leading them and supporting them? And so, you know, prior to the mastermind, it was a lot of wanting to have answers and to bounce questions off people. But in leadership, you just don't have all those people to be able to do that. And so I was constantly wanting more, but not knowing how to get it. So, um, you know, reading books and being able to stay connected was, you know, a good first step. But to have that reciprocal relationship, being able to bounce ideas off other people to be able to share, I just didn't have those experiences. And then when you go to a conference, you get all fired up. You're around other like-minded people. And then, boom, you're right back in your community, kind of on your island. And so it it was not sustaining the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month challenges that exist in leadership. So I felt alone. I felt scared. I felt a little bit chaotic. Uh, So that would be my general feelings prior uh, to the mastermind.
0: And then you joined. uh, I don't know. what Was there a catalyst, some kind of moment or... Like, oh, I hit this challenge and now I got to do something or was it just sick of the wondering and all of that?
1: Yeah, I think that the biggest thing for me was is you had framed it in one of your podcasts just really well, this idea of like, if you want to continue to learn and grow, like in some ways you were facing that and you were sharing really authentic experiences about yourself in the podcast and about what it meant to be able to go out and to, to be around others, to be able to continue to expand your knowledge and share your ideas, but also to get from other people as well. And so that that appealed to me. Like I, I wanted to continue to learn and grow. I wanted to be able to have, you know, people that I can bounce ideas off of. I wanted to have that sense of understanding and uh, collective strength together with others. And so it wasn't one one event or one item. It was just really that, like, that's what I want. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to connect with others. I want to be able to learn and grow. And so that is what prompted me. And it started from a phone call. And so then said, if you're at all interested, call, you know, put in, fill out this form. And and then you called me. I was actually, I was up north at that time with some other school, uh, some native leaders and I remember just stepping out of the dinner for a minute because I'm like, who is calling me? And, you, and then we just started talking. I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I want. I want to continue <laughs> to do that and thankful that I did.
0: I am thankful too, as well. So and, uh Was that number one goal for you to continue to grow and learn? Or did you have another number one goal that you wanted to achieve when you said yes?
1: Yeah, I think that for me, it was that I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything possible to be the best leader that I could. I, I It wasn't so much that I, I did want to learn and grow. That's something I've always been interested in. But I really wanted to be the leader that my community deserved. And I wasn't sure what that looked like. And I, Why does that matter? Though? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, no, why does that matter? It, it matters because our kids deserve it, quite honestly. And I know that coming from a situation in a school, you know, my schooling when I was uh, of school age, which is a little while ago, uh, quite a bit a while ago. I didn't necessarily, I didn't know if my leaders cared about me as a learner. Like I just didn't have the greatest experience. And I wanted to make sure that every single one of the students and staff members and family members that I come in contact with, they're like, yep, he cares a lot about what he does and he's doing his best to make sure that we have the best experience possible. I wanted to do everything that I could for them because they deserved it. And I remember, you know, hearing at a really young age, that idea of uh in when I was a beginning teacher is that just imagine that those people in front of you, that's someone's most favorite person. You need to treat them that way. And that stuck with me forever. Like, and so it doesn't stop at teaching. Like that's, our teachers deserve that of their leaders. Our students deserve that of their leaders as well in the communities that they serve in our families. And so it was really important to me because uh, just knowing what people fought for, you know, I come from a, a background of boarding school eras, thinking about, you know, where language and culture and educational experiences were forced upon families and communities were ripped apart. I wanted to be a catalyst for that, a different way of looking at education, a different way of looking at how do we support one another. And so that's a lot of reasons why it was important to me.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And talk about a strong why in terms of my community deserves this version of me, right? Me being at my personal best as a leader.
1: And real quick, Dan, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, and the other part is what's interesting about that. And so you've, you know, when you got something to say, you got to say it, right? And I think the other thing about that is, is that I've noticed it is the community deserving. And it's really what I've experienced too, is that when I have been continuing to be able to give selfishly i i receive them like i just you just feel better about the things that you're doing so though you don't do it for those selfish reasons none of us do we don't get into it for any sort of accolades any sort of appreciation we do it because it's important and we but we also do get things out of it like seeing seeing the smile on on a kid's face when they've just know that they've been heard and they've been listened to or supporting a staff member through a difficult time because they give everything they can to the kids in front of you like and to be there for families when they're going through their most challenging times, that's internally rewarding. It helps to just make every day, even though they're challenging and they're tough, it's those moments that make all of it worth it. And so, you know, is it also to give, but in giving, we do tend to receive. And I truly have experienced and felt that too.
0: Part of the mastermind was there anything else that you could recollect uh, trying? in order to like optimize that leadership or be that leader, right? Your community deserved. I'm just curious. Yeah,
1: no, nothing that's sustained long term. So, you know, I've read some really great books. I've listened to some awesome podcasts. I've, you know, we're in an age now where there's so much information out there and, and people are really um, taking their experiences and they're putting it out in formats that you can really gain a lot from their experiences in short periods of time. But it just didn't sustain. It's like these moments, these blips, these pieces of time, but being able to consistently build on that. And because I I generally just value relationships in general, there was no connection to it. Like it was these experiences and really valuable teachings and information that were really important. But that relationship piece, that kind of reciprocity, that was the part that was missing in all the different types of opportunities that I had experienced. Gotcha. So the
0: relationship piece, the fact that you're Learning and growing with a, a cohort of peers of like-minded leaders who also want to be best for their community—that was important for you. It is what makes it sustainable because you've been in the mastermind as far as long as I can remember, probably like 2016, I think. So, that's um, correct, yeah. And It must be those relationships and, and your growth why you keep coming back.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No, without a doubt, it was. Uh... Definitely at a time pivotal in my journey to become the leader. And I'm still trying to be that leader that I want to be. We're going to always be growing and continuing to learn. But it is building that relationship. And quite honestly, it's education is constantly evolving and changing. And so being able to be with a group, I can't predict what next week's going to look like with any sort of certainty. But what I can predict is like, I have a group that I can go to if all heck breaks loose. If the whole nation shuts down, like I'm going to have a group that I'm going to be able to bounce ideas off of. Like, what are you doing to open up your school? Like, who would have predicted that prior to, you know, those experiences? So it's very comforting to know that you have that and you're able to continue with it.
0: So I know you listen to the podcast forever and still do. So I'm guessing that's how you found out about the group. Is that right?
1: That is, yes. Okay.
0: And then I called you, you stepped out of the meeting and you're like, okay, this is for me. Did you have a fear or reservation about joining?
1: Yeah, it was described and we talked about, you know, what it's going to look like, but you really don't know until you experience it. And so the biggest fear was, you know, money, if I take money to spend this on investing on myself, you know, what is that really going to mean long-term? And so there was some, got to take care of my family, make sure that, you know, that's, one of my primary responsibilities is being a good husband and father, and making sure that I take care of the things that I need to for my family. And so, if we take money away from you know those kind of situations, you know what is that going to mean? And so that was you know really my biggest reservation: I, is it going to work? Am I going to get the value out of this? That investment is it truly going to be an investment? And you know this because you know I got in early, right? And so there was a good rate at those times, and people you know invest on it like. No, I need to invest more on this because what I'm getting out of it, I'm not paying enough. And when do you ever go to a place and say, no, I need to pay a little bit more? Just, uh, like that just doesn't happen, but it happened for me. Uh, that was my experience is like, no, I, I've reaped so many benefits, not just in growth, but also in just opportunities, which has led to greater financial increases within my career and my journey. Like <clears> all of those things are a direct reflection. It truly was an investment that has paid, uh, more than I could have possibly even yeah. invested just in in providing my family opportunities. And then for me to be able to have opportunities to serve so many diverse communities and have experiences, it's created those for me as well.
0: Awesome. That's great to hear. And I will say even at the current rate, it's still an incredible investment that ROI that you'll get. Uh, the Jason was lucky because as I started this, it went from... Side hustle, passion project, interesting hobby, right? Because I was still in a school when you joined. It didn't have to feed the family or pay the mortgage and that kind of thing. So it was just fun. And anybody that starts a business, and there's a leadership, school leadership connection. You don't, often you underestimate the value you can bring, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is proudly sponsored by Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. I know many mastermind members and many ruckus makers who listen to this show that have gone through the program and have loved the experience. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear how some of the Harvard faculty describe the impact and their heart for this program.
1: I want ruckus makers to remember that... Leaders have so much power in enabling other leaders and adults and students in their building. They are the levers. They are the levers that allow greatness to happen in all corners of their schools.
0: Learn more about the program and apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Hey, Ruckus Maker, TeachFX has been an incredible sponsor over the years, and they do great work helping educators be mindful and reflective about how their talk, right, and how much talk they have in a classroom impacts student learning. Now, don't just take it from me that TeachFX is awesome, and it surely is, but check out what some real educators have to say about using TeachFX in the classroom.
1: You know, when you have the ability to see the question you asked, and hear the responses, and it's that immediate feedback right there from TeachFX that allows for teachers to really dive into their instruction. What I love about TeachFX is it lets me see how myself and my students are interacting. Who's doing all the talking? Is it me, or are they interacting with each other? It lets me see a snapshot of what's happening in my classroom so that I can improve what I'm doing.
0: I have never met an educator or a parent who does not want their child to develop executive functioning skills. They may not know the language around what these skills are, but they know they want their students to succeed. Having these skills is largely left up to chance. What's going on there? Research shows that executive functioning needs to be taught explicitly. All students need daily practice with organizational skills, time and task management, self-regulation, and goal setting. Lucky for you, our friends at Organized Binder have released a new self-paced course that will teach you how to teach these executive functioning skills and set your students up for success. Learn more at organizedbinder.com go. Teach your students executive functioning skills and set them up for success at organizedbinder.com go. And so... Asking people, okay, there's this mastermind thing and it isn't a cost. You know, there is some investment of your time of your, you're going to have to work if you want to get results. And then there's a financial investment too. And it was just scary back then to ask for money, right? So I've evolved in that. But thankfully, I mean, it's not crazy. And uh you certainly get the return on investment. You will grow like crazy as a leader if you show up, right? If you develop the relationships and put in the work. But yeah, I do... That says a lot about you too, right? So, because I thought about, do I contact every member? Because I said, once you sign up, that's the rate, right? And uh, do I contact, say, hey, I mean, you're getting away with like a steal here. Like, you know what I mean? And, uh, but yeah, you said, hey, I'd like to pay more. And I just, I so appreciate that. Thank you so, so much.
1: You didn't want to let me at first. You're like, no, you're elected. I'm like, no, truly, I feel like it is stealing from you. Because yeah, I know it's exactly, you get so much more than you can possibly imagine. That investment comes about so, so much in so many different areas, not just financial, which obviously is important in in today's day and age with things costing more and everything else. Like, yeah, like that is important. Yeah, But you get it back on the other end and then you are better for your family, your community, your, it is literally the greatest investment that I've ever made in my professional life. Awesome. And personal life. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh, Follow up today. It sounds like you invest using your personal funds versus the school paying for it. Is that correct?
1: Uh, No, you're gonna have to edit that one out. That is not correct. My school does pay for it. But if they didn't pay for it, I absolutely would continue with it and pay for it myself. So yeah, yeah, I don't think you have to put in there unless you want to rephrase the question in regards to... Yeah, Adam, on school currently does.
0: No, no, I was just, we'll keep it in. And it's on an honest answer. The reason I asked is this, Jason. Um, there's a, i should like know this and then have, oh, X percent, but there's a number of leaders who actually use personal funds, even at the new, the current rates. And then there's a lot that use school. So I'm glad that you figured that out because obviously that's easier to work with if your school's covering it. And the one thing I do want to, over-communicate to the ruckus maker listening to this is that it's super appropriate depending on what your school has access to, but you could use Title I, Title II, or Title IV funding to pay for a mastermind, ruckus maker mastermind membership. And just go to your state, let's say Wisconsin, Title I appropriate use, Title II, Title IV. I have not found a state where it says, oh, I can't actually grow myself as a leader using this funding. And so I, I think a lot of people don't realize that they have access to actually some pretty big dollars that could easily take care of mastermind membership for sure.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really great point. And that's the biggest thing is that I've been able to talk with my board of directors who ultimately are the ones that approve my budget. And when I build that budget and right. this is how I'm growing and this is the value that I'm having. And what's really interesting is that my board members are actually interested in the books that we read. So like, what are you reading this month? Like they know that we can engage in that. And then it's like, oh, what did you get from that? And they want to just get some quick insights and things around the different books and items that we've had because they see a difference in me too in, in terms of what it's provided me in terms of leadership development because they they want strong leaders for their community. And so the fact that they've committed to that and have said, yep, it is valuable has been quite a testament too, to to the process.
0: Yeah. So they're continuing to support. And then the unexpected secondary or tertiary benefit is that, like, oh, my board, like I'm actually leveling up my board and teaching them and growing them by sharing what I'm learning within the Ruckus Maker Mastermind experience. So, all right. You decide to join. You first start becoming a member. What was it like to first join? And this is an interesting question for you because many people join an established group, but you are really you know, one of the first.
1: Yeah. And it, well, I've had two groups. So that's the interesting part though, too. And to be able to be around other leaders. And so when I first joined, it was not sure what to expect, but really going into it with, you know, an open mind and just willingness to, to be present. That was really important. And then it happened pretty quickly where it was just immediate feelings of connection and understanding. And though we came from different regions, in my second group, different countries. And so in a completely different day of the week. Big shout out to Clayton in Australia, always wishing me happy birthday a day earlier. But there was, you know, this opportunity to be able to just connect with other individuals that really were having similar experiences that I was having, being able to really share what, you know, was working for them, challenges that they're having, really looking forward to see the groups. And I've been fortunate to be a part of two groups, uh, just based on my availability and what happened. And in both groups, just the Authenticity and the vulnerability that exist was, you can't put words to it. It's that powerful. And so mm-hmm. the fact that we're able to connect and to share and to to many of them I've actually seen at different times in different yeah. ways. Uh, one of my my group members uh, from my current group, No Pocket Chebran I got to go visit him when I was at a national conference right? because it was in his home city and we got to hang out and have lunch together and he took me on a tour of school and put my name up and lights on his school building, <laughs> welcome yeah. Mr. Dropic. Like, yeah. man, you just don't get that from other PD. You don't get that. No. It's truly a family. It's a connection. And we're in it for the right reasons. We're in it to support one another, to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be, to really be uh, continuous learners and sharers. And so it was nerve wracking at first, a little bit anxious and like, oh man, what is it? But then real shortly after, man, these are my people. I'm so thankful that I'm able to be a part of this.
0: What surprised you about the Ruckus Maker Mastermind?
1: I think that I was surprised because, you know, we come from these sometimes, uh, our spaces and our context and, you know, our situations and how is someone going to be able to relate to that? I serve an American Indian, you know, student population. What is, you know, Jessica in Ohio going to be able to relate to me? Like, man, so much more than you could possibly imagine. Middle schoolers are middle schoolers everywhere. Um, and so just being able to have those connections and people to have similar experiences, I didn't anticipate that it was going to be even though it was gonna we're gonna come from different experiences. We're gonna have different perspectives on occasion, but to be able to have some uh common ground that we all come on and to be able to learn so much from, I really underestimated that at the beginning.
0: What has been the hardest part about using or being a member of the mastermind?
1: Uh missing meetings. My you know, every once in a while I'll have something that comes up, you know, there's a either a family vacation or Uh, a board meeting or something that gets called. And if I have to miss, like I miss not being there. It's almost like when you're not feeling well and you know, you just need some rest and to feel better. and But you got to keep pushing through things like my, the mastermind experience for me, that is my like medicine. It helps me feel good and able to be, you know, ready to be the best version of myself. So when you miss that, it definitely has an impact uh, and I notice it like, oh man, I missed that meeting. And that is making today harder because I just didn't have that that opportunity to rejuvenate, to refresh, to really have that kind of collective power of the group. And so that that's probably the biggest thing is it's not the time of committing to doing it. Like it, it's really not, you're going to commit that time anyway. You're going to commit that time in one way, shape or form. This one is just the most meaningful benefit of spending my time, but it's when I miss. I think that is the biggest part that is hard uh, because, you know, I miss my group. I miss that learning. I miss that opportunity. And that would be, that probably would be the biggest.
0: Do you remember a big win that you've experienced or, you know, uh, maybe a moment where you thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is really working for me?
1: Yeah, it was when I started and I was uh assistant principal at that time. And it was a real turbulent kind of change within my school community where I was thrust in, in, in uh in the leadership position abruptly by the leader that believed in me and helped support me the most. And I, I was freaking out. I was scared, I wasn't sure. And and so that being a part of the mastermind, being able to walk through that with others, that was it was pretty early on, probably within the first year. Of that experience that it then became the leader of the school that I'm at. And that was just one case, but then there's been so many to be president of the National Indian Education Association. That's a reflection of the work in the mastermind. I uh, recently received uh, a recognition for the Coles Foundation for yeah. a leader in the state of Wisconsin. See your wife
0: posting about you, on that. Yeah, for
1: <laughs> one of four private school principals in the entire state of Wisconsin to be recognized. And that, that's a reflection of the mastermind. we say
0: Makoto Koto and Shauna. That means congratulations. Thank you so
1: very much. Yeah. It's named one of the most, uh, 30, I guess 39 influential Native Americans in the state of Wisconsin. That oh, was wow. all of these are, you know, a testament to the work of the mastermind, the leaders that continue to inspire me and that support me at different times, including, and in, of course, the community that I serve. It's really, there's so many and it is. I often tease people like the being the Native American Forrest Gump. And if you've watched Forrest Gump, you've seen him in like all these amazing situations and places. I almost feel like I'm him. Like, I don't know how I end up in these places, but, you know, truly believes (laughs) it, it. Just show up all of a sudden, I'm, you know, getting to meet the Secretary of the Interior for the United States. Like, I know these are opportunities that come from putting yourself around amazing leaders and individuals that continue to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. So. Too many to name. That's just a handful of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's it. You know, and the common thread is you, Jason, right? Like you're doing these things, creating these results. And I love that you just kind of mentioned the thing about the mastermind. It creates this incubator. It creates this environment where you can evolve, right? That's what we do. It help you figure out the best version of yourself, but you still have to go out there and do it, which you are, but you reap the benefits, you know, so consistently. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're a hero to so many of us. So way to go, man.
1: Force multiplier. The mastermind is a force multiplier. It just, it man, it multiplies to your point, that incubation, that multiplying, the opportunities, the experiences, that knowledge, mastermind absolutely multiplies all of that and it makes it exponentially better. So how's life in leadership different now? Uh-uh. It's still hard, right? So that that's the constant, but you're not alone. I think that for me, it's that comfort of just knowing that I'm not alone, knowing that I have individuals that I can text, that I'm going to see each week, that I can bounce ideas like I'm never alone. So there is no challenge that is too great because I know I don't have to take it on alone. And that to me is provides a lot of peace, especially in uncertainty and challenges and continued ways in which education throws items at their communities in lots of different ways that to me is the greatest, greatest gift that it gives is that collective knowledge, empathy, understanding, and support.
0: How would you describe your mastermind experience in either a word or a
1: phrase? Oh boy, that's a good one. Uh, I would say (laughs) word or phrase mastermind experience would be, there's no one word that encompasses all of it, but I would say it is the foundation for my professional and personal journey through this world. Wow. Thank you. Anything else you want to share that we didn't discuss today? Uh, no, just forever grateful, uh, thinking about the opportunities the mastermind has afforded me and that it continues to just really thankful for that, for what you've created in the spaces that you continue to foster and support. has changed my life. So for that, I say Chimi A very big thank you.
0: Uh, tino Tenda, tende, So thank you and uh, you're very welcome. Here's the thing. Maybe I started it, but you are what makes it special, right? You're the reason it works, leaders like you. And I hope the ruckus maker listening today saw or heard themselves within your story. And if you caught the episode that we recorded before this one, we are very excited to announce that there's a mastermind cohort Specifically for leaders of color, you could go to betterleadersbetterschools dot com slash bipod to learn more and apply and if you're not a leader of color, we have groups for you as well. so you could just go to betterleadersbetterschools dot com slash mastermind to learn more. Thanks again for being on these last two episodes. Jason, any time I get to spend with you is time well invested.
1: Thank you, Danny. Thanks for everything. And I agree. It's the entire community that makes it so special and amazing. So can't wait to see more people be a part of it. Everyone deserves it. So hopefully they take that chance.
0: All right. Keep making a ruckus. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, Daniel at BetterLeadersBetterSchools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.